This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 91, recorded on the 10th of May, 2016. On today's show, tips for the last month before camp. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by GoCamp Pro. In a lot of ways, GoCamp Pro was built for directors just like you, people doing it all themselves. We designed this by asking ourselves, what resources do we wish that we had during our time as directors? The material will be helpful to those in their first five to seven years of directing, but so much of it fits for camp directors who are looking for ways to make their camp life easier. To join, go to gocamp.pro. And this week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you can show your support for the show for as little as $1 per episode. We've got some great rewards too, just like a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash camphacker. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast, episode 91. My name is Travis Allison. I run the Camp Hacker Podcast Network and blog. I also am one of the founders of GoCamp.pro. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round camp conference education facility up in the Catskill Mountains. And uh, yeah, I'm just gearing up for my 20th summer working here right now. And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, camp Waro is an all-girls camp situated in, in the Laurentian Mountains. And uh, Joe Richards is also joining us. I'm going to try to get him back in on the call, but um, we'll let him do his introduction then. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about um, some last-minute tips. We're thinking about the last month before campers come in and some tips to do that. Um, and so we're excited to give you some of the ideas that we've been talking amongst ourselves about and just things that we've found, um, as we've been doing this for a while, things that, that help us get through this last month before the kids come in. Um, Hey Joe, how's it going? It's going fine. It's going great. Right on. Perfect. Um, Joe, I wonder if you could lead us off if you have, uh, you, you said for you, it's more of philosophy things, way you, the way you think about things. Yeah, I just think for tips this time of year, right? Like as as we get ready to go into camp, um, it's it's some of those tips that are just um, at, at this point in the year. I think about the phrase "good enough," and this is something I know Seth Godin talks about: the idea that you can't get everything perfect. And summer camp is the exact same way. As much as you want it to be perfect, you know. So one of my first tips is learn to live with good enough. Um, and not perfect and and you go from there and also the the second tip i'll give is that you need to delegate as a Mm. camp director you need to delegate 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 if you're one of those people who holds on to everything and wants it done the exact right way i just had this conversation with someone um this morning about the fact that you know if if i I wanted to be the program director because I want program to be this very specific way. I would just make myself the program director, but but I'm not I right. I and and I'm I've hired someone to 
yeah, I have the power to make myself the program director, but in reality, I've hired someone who is going to run program her way and um, within our philosophy, but her way, and I need to let that happen so that I can get on with the business of creating, um, um, you know, this amazing camp experience for campers. Yeah, right on. Well, and delegate is certainly the the most valuable lesson for survival we ever learned as camp directors. Um, the, the, come to the point that things probably won't be done exactly the way you would do them. If you think you get your staff and your your community built to the point that it'll be eighty percent of what you wanted, then you're doing well. Um, I also find when things are eighty percent of it exactly the way I would do them, after your staff gets used to the responsibility, then that extra 20% is way better than anything you would have done anyway. Um, you know, there's so many things yeah. I saw yeah. um, handing things over where, you know, when we were, people were getting used to taking on that much leadership, um, you know, things were as good as we would have done them. But then at that point where they were just used to having that much responsibility, then they got comfortable and um, so many of them just pushed things way beyond what, you know, what would have been done um, or what, what I would have done. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And how, um, how awful do people feel when they're watching somebody busy running around and they're not doing anything, well, yeah. you know, like they feel yep. they feel useless. You know? Yep. I, I see that even when hiring somebody to do something like plumbing in our house, it's like it, it, that's just built into me. I think from being both farm kid and a, and a camp kid, it's like I hate people watching people work. Like just standing around and watch people work makes me so uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, once they so, in a way, delegating is doing them a favor, Dan. Yeah. 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 Right Dan, what's what's the first thing that comes to mind for you to uh, for tips for this time of the year? Yeah, um, you know the, the the first one that comes to my mind. It, it sounds um, might sound um, silly, but just taking a few minutes each morning to clear my head. Yeah. You know, often I think when I wake up in the morning, I have two young kids, um, and once I kind of get through the motions of taking care of them, my automatically I start thinking about all the stuff I didn't do yesterday <laughs> and all the stuff I have to do in the next four weeks before staff arrive and. Um, and I purposely try to take a few minutes to clear my head and to not think about all those priorities and all those things that have to get done, but just center myself, for lack of better words. Yeah. Um, I might do that over a cup of tea. I might do that reading a book. I might do that going outside with the dog. I might, uh, you know, there's a million ways to, to, to get to that point. Um, I might listen to music while driving in, you know, um, or walking in, uh, but just taking a few minutes to just not think about the to-do list and then coming back into it. Um, I often find I'm, I have a more bird's eye view of it and I'm not just knocking out the low hanging fruit or the thing that's the easiest or the thing that's in front of me. Um, but knocking out the most important thing. So, um, so just taking a few minutes. Um, uh, there's all these great articles and studies on how 20 minutes of meditation a day can really uh, benefit you. And if you read all these, CEO leadership books. They all they all talk about meditating. Um, if you want to watch that show, billionaires. Um, uh, both uh, the, the guy who runs the hedge fund and the lawyer that went after him. Oh, yeah. uh, they both they both meditate twenty minutes a day. There's a there's an app called Headspace for it. There's there's um, a million things to to do to help facilitate. Uh, fil- uh, can't talk. Um, facilitate. Uh, 
still can't talk. <laughs> did you miss your meditation uh, this morning? Facilitate. There you go. That's the word. Yeah. I, no, I did do it this morning. It was great. Um, no, this morning I, I woke up like five fifty to, to or five fifteen to do it, and then um, and then my kid woke up right afterwards, and I got her back to sleep, and then I got like an hour myself, which was amazing. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, there's just a million ways you could do it, uh, but I think it's a, I think it's a pretty vital thing to do. Right. That's awesome. How about for you, Gab? Um, definitely yes to, to all of those. Uh, if you're looking for something to delegate that's that's easy to delegate, I like getting my staff to create playlists for me. Yeah. Um, so uh, an upbeat playlist, a sort of a reflective playlist, a playlist that I can play while people are brainstorming, um, especially during staff training, I find I'm, I'm very comfortable with awkward silence. But if you do want people to start having a conversation, a little bit of background music helps. Um, and having those playlists uh, available, I think, are, are great. And then you can also use those for, um, you know, you know, 20-second dance parties during sessions and uh, get somebody to be in charge of, of, like, playing the music. And, you know, you give them a little bit of, like, a head nod and they know, okay, this is a time where we're going to do a spontaneous dance party. And um, so I like having those type of things taken care of. And also, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge... Um, one for um, juicing or making smoothies. I'm not like a, a crazy, um, though it's okay if you are, but you're not crazy if you do. But um, I do find during the summertime, I have I don't have as much time to make sure that I'm, I'm eating properly. And so just making little, I had a friend of mine who uh, cares a lot about <laughs> the fact that I don't eat very much during the summer. And last year she made me a whole bunch of little mini packs of um smoothie like ready to go just blend them in the morning and I thought it was ridiculous um but I took them to make her feel better and uh and I they were a lifesaver I just it was so great and I felt like I was doing something for myself so I just had yogurt in my fridge and a nice little blender and a bunch of little um freezer bags full of, of berries and whatever she threw in there and then I just blended it in the morning so having those taken care of um is it's actually really nice during staff training I find it's the busiest time so mm. It's quite um, quite helpful, yeah. Right, right. Awesome. Um, well, like you folks, I have a if you um, <clears throat> that uh, I've written down. Um, it, one thing that I I put down that um, you have to figure out how to manage this for you. I was lucky that my spouse was also my co camp director, um, and so we we did a few things to just make sure we spent time with each other each day. One thing we did is we would eat meals together, like not separate of other people, but you know, instead of spreading ourselves out at meals, when we were being pulled in so many directions during the day, we'd eat meals together. Uh, it, I would say it's, it's fine five minutes in a day with your spouse that, um, you know, I don't think it should be intense, sit down and stare to, into each other's eyes kind of thing. Um, but just something or have a routine of uh, questions you ask each other. Um, just something to make sure you connect with your spouse or significant other um, at this time of the day, at this time of the year. Either they're camp directors like you and they know exactly what your life is like or they are former camp people and they know what your life is like or they're not and you have that weird thing of trying to orient them to this lifestyle um, and do that and five minutes a day can save a lot of relationships in a lot of ways it just yeah. I, I yes 
Yeah, like that. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm being serious though. I have, yes. I have to remind. I, I like. Uh, I have to remind some staff to like. Hey, when was the last time you hung out with your spouse? Like, I have to like. This this time of year, um, we get so caught up in what we can do, and the kids aren't here yet, and we go for it, and uh, we go for it so hard that we put everything else at expense, and then. Come the fall, I watch a number of camp directors resign or get divorced, yep, yep. or um, yeah, and just it just it pains me. I mean, either you could ramp up for your season and still protect your family in the same point in time. Yeah, and we we've talked about this before. If you if you have a if you have a significant other or a family member, how do you create that that schedule um, and that that schedule is is sacred and. I think that goes into creating a schedule, whether whether you 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 know you do have a significant other or a family or not. But creating before you are completely merged with campers and staff all around, what are certain times throughout the day that are sacred? And and letting letting your staff members know that these times you're not to be um, bothered unless it's like a, a red flag emergency, meaning you know we need to call an ambulance or. Uh, the police or fire departments, you know, yes, it, you know, bu- you know, bug me during that time. But, you know, if it can wait a certain amount of time, then, then uh, that time is sacred. And I think that for people that uh, aren't in a relationship, it's a very important to create those those spaces as well, because hope maybe in the future you'll be in a relationship and then it's already set in place. Or at, at the very least of what we talk about is uh, proper proper role modeling for our staff members that, uh, you know, you're not there to self-sacrifice. You're there to lead, delegate, and support, but yeah. not at the expense of your health, emotional or physical. Yeah, I like that. What uh, what comes up for you, Gavs? Or uh, you said smoothies, but what's your next one? I I find I find that when I'm doing staff training, there's certain things I really want the staff to to retain, and and I usually say you know beg, borrow, and steal. I don't care if you're <laughs> if you're cheating off of somebody else it's not about it's about retaining the information getting the information that you want but one thing that I do is during our my powerpoints I will um, I put the stuff that I desperately want them to remember no matter what um, in a a different color Mm -hmm. and so that way um, and it's not it's not red I think I think I've gone to a purple. I think it's less aggressive. Um, but uh, so so this way they know, you know, no matter what this, I really you you need to write this down. Everything else, write down, um, interpret it the way you want to. But this stuff, I, I kind of I want you to know it verbatim. And so that has that has changed uh, my life in the last three years. Just putting that in purple because they really understand that these pieces are extremely important. Um, not that not everything is important, but the, these pieces verbatim, I want you to know it. So that's one of the things I do, and it's quite easy um, to do. And then for those that are going to do this, just make sure you're, it's about, you know, it's no more than, you know, 12% of your PowerPoint. You can't, right. yeah. <laughs> everything's purple. <laughs> no, it has to be like <laughs> just a little piece. Right. That's awesome. Uh, Joe, what else you got in your brain? I've got um, lots of stuff in my brain. On this particular subject, I have a few <laughs> ideas. Um, so <laughs> we, we could go. We could delve into that as a whole series as well. Um, what's in I Joe's have a, brain? recently. I've yeah. What's in Joe's brain? Um, I am thinking about 
uh, the idea of the perfect week, right? Like the um, so this time of year, especially if on a Sunday night or a Monday morning, you write down what your perfect week looks like, right? Like what are you doing to accomplish the goals that you're you're setting? I think that that can really help you focus on what you need to do, right? So um, your perfect or ideal week. And um, this time of year for, for camp professionals, what is ideal can get away from you. Yeah. And I think reminding yourself, stuff of what is ideal and and that might be the same thing every week you could just write one ideal week out and have it up or you do it each week but but to refocus on that and say okay yeah i my perfect week is is working on staff training and is doing this and is not doing that right so there's any number of things that it's um that it could be, and that's a productivity uh, tip that I got off a podcast, right? That if it'll remind you of what goals you're aiming towards if you write it, what your perfect week is, because you'll see how often you don't get it, do it. Um, and, and on that same note, the idea of planning ahead, right? This time of year, there's a ton of stuff, ton of stuff that needs to get done. You don't have to do it all, and this, this sort of works into that delegate but if you if you can plan ahead to say, great, well, I need these printed by, you know, I need this stuff done at this date and then work backwards from it. Uh, and that seems like common sense. Honestly, everybody should do it. But there are lots of reactive people who think about it, don't write it down. And then the day before it's due, they're freaking out. And I'm just sitting in my chair being like, well, you knew it was coming. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't want to think about it. But but you did think about it, and and you didn't do anything. So if you can plan ahead to get things, because it's just making a list of all those things that have to be done. And and the reality is they have to be done every year. So once you make the list, just keep it in Evernote. Keep it wherever you keep a list, and and um, refer to it this time of year to say stuff that I need to do every year that I forget to do. Yep. Right on. That actually was going to be my one of my tips too is um, is keep a list sort of by calendar or this week, whatever it is, and then be challenging yourself and your staff to and you have to provide the time for this like it maybe it's you know half an hour after dinner or you know some some time before a session starts or you know I'm thinking about camps getting ready to bring in school groups. you just have to give them time in a day to do this, but think about anything in the world, in the camp world that's done repeated more than once. Um, there should be some standard operating procedure for that. And um, that should be written down. So if you have, I don't know, for us when we were camp directors, it was cleaning cabins. Um, the first thing in the, in the spring, these are all the things that have to be done. They have to be swept. The windows have to be washed. You have to pull the um, the cloves out of the, the cabin that were in there to keep the mice out. All that kind of stuff. Um, and I created the first checklist, but then others went and modified them, and, and they've gone on and on since then. Um, but anything that you do more than twice should have a checklist of some sort. Um, a great book, and, and I'll, I'll put this in the show notes, uh, it's called The Checklist Manifesto. And uh, talks about the value of checklists in um, those things that even our habits, we should be having some sort of formal checklist just to make sure we get through all these, all the parts of it. So that's a good one. Thanks, Joe. Um, 
Dan, for you, what, what else do you think of? Yeah, um, looking like a few left here. So this one's going to sound silly um, as well, but uh, go through all your bills and put everything on auto payment. Right, <laughs> so right. yeah. um, nothing, nothing's worse than finding out you missed a credit card payment um, at the end of the summer. Um, and it just, it, yeah, everything, everything now is auto payment in some way. Um, I really recommend um, budgeting your money and, and just setting up auto payment for everything that you can for the, for those three months. So, right. That's great. Good. Yeah. Um, I have one that sort of fits in the middle of a couple of things we've talked about. Uh, there is a, a notebook that you can buy. It's called the Productivity Planner. It has been a tool of the of the week um, on the show before. Uh, but they put out the questions that they ask. And um, they're a great way for focusing your day. When you're getting lots of calls um, and staff come in and knocking on the door and, you know, all, all sorts of whatever, water lines breaking the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Um, it's sometimes I think it's important to just have articulated what's the one most important thing I must get done today. Then there's a lower priority list, but I will feel good if I got this done. Um, I printed this out and, and have a download available for GoCamp Pro members. Um, and they can find that there, but you can find the productivity stuff on the productivity planner downloads, just one page out of their book. Um, you can find that online, but really it is, you know, what's the most important task of the day? Um, if this is the only thing you did today and you'd be satisfied, um, and then just secondary tasks and notes, like it's just a a page that I use every day, um, and keep a little, um, I just haven't printed off on one side of paper. This happens to be oddly enough. Look, it's a Pierce Williams trail map. Um, one side of paper and, uh, I use one of those ARC notebooks from Staples and just um, put them in and then switch it and create a new one every day. So you can see, I haven't uh, written today's, but you can see how well I did at crossing stuff off yesterday. Nice. Yeah. So in essence, it really is, what's the one most important thing I have to get done? It should also be that you do that thing first. Yeah. Because it uh, yeah. gives you momentum for the, um, for the rest of the day. Yeah. Gab, what else do you have? I have a one-minute, five-minute, 15-minute rule when talking with staff members. And if a staff member comes to me and says, you know, I have a question, I evaluate immediately if it's going to take me one minute, five minutes, or 15 minutes. And this has helped a lot with um, um, making sure that the time that I need to get things done uh, is balanced with the needs of, of my staff members. Yep. And if it goes to the 15 minute, then, um, we actually, we schedule a time, um, that is not during that time. And if it's a one minute, I answer it right away. And if it's a five minute, then I look and say, you know, is there something that I had planned to do at this moment? Um, and if I did, then I'll schedule with them. Let's chat about this, you know, you know, just before meal time, so on and so forth. And so, really, I only answer the the one minute um, the one minute um, questions, and then the five minutes, I really look and see uh, is it best if I deal with it now or a little bit later. But fifteen minutes, I always put uh, to you know actually put it in my calendar. And um, I, I, I the, the amount of camp directors that I've spoken to that say you know staff take up most of their time, they feel like they can't get anything done. I think it's a cross between having 
realistic expectations of your own job. And I would say probably most of my day, about 80% is working with staff and problem solving and uh, being in and out of, you know, just sort of having my presence known. And there's probably about a 20% where I'm actually getting work done. So just having a uh, you know, what is realistic in your job, but then also what control do you have within that job of managing your time? And a lot of the times what I hear is um, camp directors that have a hard time saying no, that more than anything. So I think if you have a guideline and, and you say no and or reschedule, I think that's very helpful. Right. Or it's been helpful for me anyways. Uh, uh, I heard a, um, go down. a really great phrase. I heard a really great phrase. It was on some other podcast, but it was basically, um, I can't remember what we've talked about it as well. It, it said, stop using the excuse of not having enough time and mm-hmm. start talking about it because that, that's saying you, you don't know how to manage your time. Instead, talk about your priorities yeah. and how, um, you know, how if you're not getting something done, just own that. It's just not a priority to you at this moment. That something yeah. else has to get done prior to it. And, and so you stop feeling guilty about time. And the stress about time and just feel more good about what you're prioritizing and getting done um, and try to transfer that energy from negative to positive. That sense. But. Yeah, you're responsible for your own exactly for your prioritization and, and the work that you that you're doing. And so sort of be OK with I'm going to spend this amount of time with my staff or with my campers yeah. or so on and so forth. Yeah. Right on. Um, do you have another tip, Dan? Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to stay with the silly notion. So um, uh, do something that makes you happy periodically yes. for you. You yes. know, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'll give a great example. Saturday, I my family was already a few hours away and I was going to go meet them. Um, I didn't have to meet them until late in the afternoon. So um, I could have spent those three hours um, uh, getting some work done, getting caught up on some things. But instead, I saw... Captain America Civil War because I want to see that movie yeah. and I read the comics and I am, uh, I got the little figures right here so <laughs> I um, um, yeah um, and it, it made me really happy for like two days and uh, and um, yeah much and I'm, and that work I still have to get done I still got done to yeah. me and, you know yesterday so it's not like it, I didn't get that work done uh, but just uh, making sure you are doing something happy for you um, uh, even if it's just a few minutes and reading something or listening to something, um, but just uh, making sure to take care of you and, and everything. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's not being selfish if it keeps you going. It's a marathon and a race, yeah. uh, not a race in that sense, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's such a good, I, on my first year of directing, as many of you listeners know, my camp name was Zoic. And in my first year of directing, I had an anonymous note left on my desk from um i i I sort of figured out who it was i think but it just basically said um please don't be so stoic zoic um and i just realized that i that when i'm great at camp i am laughing and playing and and having fun with people and i had it had been a month um since i'd been that i was just feeling the pressure of the job and so focused on it and i just realized i had to find ways to play um certainly every week, hopefully every day. It, I mean, one of my favorite memories is two of my early, like first or second year um, program staff, so our senior staff, um, I just ended up in their office with three of us in, in office chairs laying back and trying to throw, see who could throw a piece of paper into a fan, 
like a ceiling fan. <laughs> and we just giggled because it was so <laughs> st- silly for so long. We just sat there. And it's like for three, all three of us, it's just such a fun moment that we remember um, just taking a break and being silly. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, finding the ways to do that as a camp director is hard sometimes. Um, but it makes you a better camp director because people feel like they know you better um, and you're just happier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree. Jody, have uh, and that goes and that, that yeah, yeah. I have some more. And Travis, just to build on yours, those are the memories that camp is made of, right? Whether you're a staff member doing that with a camper, yes. right? Because a camper is more likely to remember that one time when when Zoic sat down with them and they tried to throw pencils into a watermelon. Yep. Right. That that time is going to live with a kid for the rest of their lives and with staff it's it's much the same yes it's doing things where they you appear human um and that's good i have uh i have some more i love what dan said about doing something that makes you happy i i do that year round i'll go to the movies um because it also allows me time to think a couple of things i've done recently we have not had a maintenance guy since october um at pierce williams and um at this point it's an intentional choice we're really searching for the right fit someone who is and uh but i i bought a new tractor uh slash small tractor big lawnmower uh the other day and realized i'm going to spend a lot of time sitting on that lawnmower to to fight with our 35 acres of grass over the next couple of weeks as it wants to grow and we want it to stay looking nice. And so I downloaded uh, Moby Dick uh, through Audible on the weekend and Moby Dick made it onto my books I want to read list um, as the book that I I sort of wanted to read. And so now I can cut grass for like 23 hours and listen to to Moby Dick. and so, is the, is the grass it's, your Ishmael? It's about is that, the little. That... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's fascinating to to ride it because lawn mowing is always one of those. It's one of those things I haven't done for years, right? Somebody else cuts the grass, yep. and it's actually great for you to get out as a camp director and see the property, and note things. You're like, oh, oh, oh that's weird. Like. I should, we should fix that, right? And I take yeah. notes as I'm riding around on the lawnmower. It's a great time. Um, I love the idea of doing what gives you joy, right? And so one of the things that gives me joy is woodworking, which is really helpful this time of year around camp because I can do woodworking projects around camp. Um, I cut out all our staff. Uh, I cut out all of their name tags personally uh, um, on a scroll saw and... Um, and I know that's a task I'm going to do, and I know that I'm not going to get the names until you know, uh, you know, with not a lot of time. But it still brings me joy to see staff wear their name tags, and when they come back, even now as as staff who are no longer with us, um, not dead, just not at camp. Um, <laughs> when they're no longer with us, they can come back and see their their name tags are hanging in the summer camp director's office, um, and and it's just great to know. Hey, I you know. I did that and yep. you know I built that and, and it's you know things that can bring you joy that uh, that are actually useful for camp um, and I would argue that seeing Civil War is really useful for camp Dan because it put you in a frame of mind that is better for camp right yeah. so yeah. these are the, the things yeah All right. and audible.com was Joe's pick of the week 
um, tool of the week last podcast. Um, but I think one other thing is, is you need to find ways to feed your brain in some way. You're giving so much at this point that, you know, if you're a person who loves to learn, then you do that. If, you know, so many of these things, like take time for yourself, go for a walk, um, meditate for 10 minutes, do a hundred meditative breaths every day. All those things are, are allow you to give more. And when you prioritize only those other things that take from you, then you have less to give. Um, but if you can find things like feed your brain, listen to a good book. Um, at this time of the year, I rarely recommend, if you're a person who likes to listen to books like, as I do, I rarely recommend you listen to the business book that's going to change how you run in camp. But instead, go for the things that's just pleasurable. that gives you an escape that lets you just, you know, just breathe for a while. Um, so I really, really like that idea. And um, things like woodworking, if that's the thing that gives you joy, find time for those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a tool uh, that fits into this. If you are, um, if you, and this is going to apply to most of you, are, this is going to apply to everybody, but if you're the kind of person who looks at Facebook and gets caught in that during your day, um, then. Um, I use the Google Chrome browser, and there's a Chrome extension called Newsfeed Eradicator, and um, I install that. So when I open up Facebook, which I often do because I'm running the Summer Camp Professionals Group, I'm running clients' uh, Facebook pages, doing our own Facebook page, etc., um, I often have to look at Facebook a couple of times a day for very really legitimate reasons. But if I have this Newsfeed Eradicator on, then I don't get caught. Um, there's nothing in that newsfeed column other than an inspirational quote. Um, so I go to the thing I need to do and I get out. I certainly find if I'm looking at my phone, which doesn't have this, um, that I can get trapped. So, so newsfeed eradicator for Google Chrome is my tool, but in, in a way, my tip to that is figure out the things that are engineered to suck your attention and how to get rid of them or, or take them out of your field of view. Um, I certainly recommend. Yeah, another... and Travis, just yeah, go Joe. Yeah, just before you leave Facebook, I uh, something weird happened on my phone, and and it logged me out of Facebook, and I just made the choice. And this is a month and a half ago. I yeah. just made the choice not to log back in on my phone. Right. And and honestly, it frees up. I never, I never go on. Right. If I'm yeah. going on Facebook, I can, I, I'm gonna do it on while I'm sitting at a computer, which. I don't always, you know, it's not the first thing I bring up when I do it, but once it's off my phone, I was like, oh, hey, I'm totally cool with it not being on my phone. So, yeah, right on. Um, So, yeah, find things like Facebooks that are that are engineered to keep your attention and get them out of your attention, get them out of your way. So you don't even look so you don't have to apply willpower to not to this thing that they've spent billions on on your attention email is certainly the same if you can figure out a way to do that i love um an app called unroll.me um that allows me to take all of those newsletters that i get and put them into one one email that i get every day so that eliminates sometimes 30 emails a day um from my list so i don't have to go through and have that clearing up because i do have this thing where i like to have at least read all of my emails i try to keep my inbox at less than 10 but um, not having as many unread emails is psychologically very helpful for me. So I use those tools to keep those things that are designed to grab my attention away from me. 
Dan, what, do you, what else you got? Um, I've got two left. Um, uh, one is uh, compliment people. Yes. Um, I find yes. that if I am uh, have a more mindset of gratitude, that uh, it it keeps the people around me happy as well as myself. Um, that I'm constantly, if I'm constantly focused on what's not being done or what's going wrong um, or uh, inefficiencies, I, it tends to drag me down and I, I'm way more productive when I'm focused um, on the happy uh, as a personal note. And then, uh, you know, just, you know, this time of year is as stressful for your employees or the people above you as is for you. And, and don't forget to, to slow it down. And, um, you know, I, I work at a very, very large organization where I, I have people above me and I have people below me and um, I forget that the people above me are on the same roller coaster that I'm on. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's important to share the, the good moments um, and share the good stories. And I try to do it daily um, where uh, not necessarily always compliment people, every single person daily, but make sure to share that positive impact story or that positive moment that I was part of daily so people could feel that impact of camp in some way. Um I just, I, when I started really taking this seriously about five years ago, I noticed a dramatic shift in the culture uh, of the people around me. Um, they were happy to talk to me instead yeah. of dreading, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, uh, and, and ultimately led to a, um, just a better day to day, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's idea. one. And, and then, um, thank you. Um, uh, I can't. I, I'm sure I heard from somewhere else. I wish I could take full credit for it. Um, and then um, uh, the, the last is uh, just um, having belief that you're going to do well. Um, right. You know, like I, like we we've been kind of dancing around it, but like just just having belief that it's gonna it's going to go well. You know, like even if you hit a hiccup, it's it all comes down to mindset. You know, like it, it, it like you can um, make lemonade out of lemons you know it's it's uh you know if, if something goes wrong it's it's okay uh you know, i always joke when we run a program that oh that was 90 percent successful or that was 70 percent successful you know and 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 debriefing um what went well what we want to make sure we keep doing and, and what we want to do forward but but just having that mindset that um it's going to go well um and a lot of that has to do with how you're thinking about it um not being blind to the things that aren't going well but yeah. just overall that you know what you're doing you know um, and that you're going to and that if you don't feel like you know what you're doing that you're going to get through it that you've survived worse you know and, and um, yeah right one thing that I talk about in my tell your story keynote that I've been doing the last couple of years is about a summer in 1991 um, where we had an amazing senior staff um you know, lots of people had, you know, quit full-time jobs to come and work with this director. She took over a new camp, though, and it was a camp that I grew up at. So we had this amazing group of people um, there, and the senior staff was great. But the counselors we hired were really good, but it's a bit of a changeover year, so that they were a little uncertain. And we spent almost three weeks, probably two and a half weeks, just trying to get them to, to live up their potential and, and really, you know, correcting some dumb mistakes and, and all that stuff. We'd basically been on them, riding them for two and a half weeks and just nothing was working. And um, one of the smart guys that was working with us that year said, let's spend 24 hours and do nothing but notice small good things. Let's find 
the tiniest little thing like hey all of your kids showed up to my session with their yeah. shoelaces tied and compliment the the counselor on it and we did no negative nothing for 24 hours and it completely changed our culture within 24 hours and it was one of the best summers we ever had um uh, when i was on staff it was a summer where it rained for 60 days straight and um <laughs> we still had the most fun of any summer yeah. Um, ever just because at this one moment we're like, well, bragging on them's not doing as any good. So let's get, um, let's go for the positive and find it, and that changed everything. Uh, Gab, do you have anything That's else? Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, I think have someone that you can talk to that's outside of your camp yes. circle, yeah. and hopefully even maybe not your spouse, because um, yeah. I think that. Um, if they're not, if they're part of camp and they're they're feeling the the same emotions, and so you're probably just mirroring each other's emotions, and it's probably probably yeah. not making it yeah. better. And um, so, if you can have a person that you that you can talk to maybe once a week, and it's a, it's a good friend, and they can reflect back to you, I think that's it's very helpful. And most staff members have each other and you to talk to, um, but somebody that's not part of the circle really helps with with gaining uh, perspective perspective and and it does go back to doing stuff that's fun during the summer um i used to think that during the summer i had to put myself on hold and so really my life experience my personal lifetime was between it was you know fall um winter and part of spring and then after that i didn't really exist and i sort of had that subconscious mindset and um, if you can really connect to where do you exist and where do you grow at camp um, it's just felt, and I, I know one of our past camp directors used to garden and I remember just seeing her garden and how much I loved as a camper watching her garden. And, um, and it, you know, it didn't, campers weren't really involved in the gardening. Um, um, but just seeing her do that was so nice. It made yeah. me feel like I was part of something that was homey and she enjoyed this place as well. And so I think allowing your staff and your campers to see your hobbies or, or that they can be part of it in a way is really nice. And so just to reflect back to that, that you don't necessarily go and pause you yourself during the summertime, um, that there's room for you to grow. And it's actually really important. Great. Love it. Um, right on. So Joe, do you have anything else on your, on your list? Yeah, I have a couple more, um, that are more just advice choose your battles right Right. at this point in the year you need to really make a conscious choice as to whether you want to fight that fight um or as you know let somebody do it the way they're going to do it right so just choose your battles and and choose the hill you want to die on um and and then (laughs) just the advice that time is constantly moving right Right. And, and expect as a camp professional expect and and you get used to it as the longer you're in camping or you should get used to it except that you're going to spend more time now doing stuff than you would in October or that you would in January right if you run that high octane got to work 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 all year long you you have other issues um and you and you're going to burn out because the summer is going to take you from got to work got to work got to work to got 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 to right like it's just going to go up a notch and and it's it's all about pacing yourself, as Dan said. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You you just move through it. You know that you've planned. You know that you put the right team in place. And and 
except that you're going to spend a bit more time now doing th- stuff for camp. I always view camp as a as um, right my my time at camp. The, the most work I have to do is between now and the end of training week. Because yep. once training week is done, I'm turning camp over to those people, and I just need to be, then become lifeguard for summer camp, right? Like, I'm just watching to make sure that that accidents aren't going to happen, and I'm trying to prevent things and and see the magic we can create. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, so... In my mind, that's a month and a half, two months now, and and then the summer's going to happen whether I want it to or not. And um, and it's just time will move, and and September will come, Labor Day will come, and camp will go quiet for us, and and I'll be okay with that, and I'll do this all again next year, right? It's just it's just a constant cycle. Yeah, Jay, you you reminded me that um, there was something about how. I can't. Remember, I, I I listen to many podcasts, so I can't remember all, all the stuff comes from. But the, how we naturally look for problems and try to fix them, and um, mm-hmm. you, you know, and as camp directors, I think that's what we're all yeah. um, really proficient at. But at the same point in time, that ends up being our, our <laughs> last nail in our coffin, for lack of other words, because we just keep trying to fix it until we're exhausted or until we've um, we've. We don't always view ourselves as part of that. You know, we just view it as just as being there for others. You know. Yeah, and there's a because of the nature of a summer camp, just the the season aspect. And we know, of course, there's like school groups, and but it is sort of clumped in this tight schedule that you want to get everything fixed and done in this really short period of time. And if you can just look at your summer camp as a continuum from one year to the next that whatever you're working on this year, you can continue to work on next season, next summer. And it's not, it doesn't have to all be resolved right now. You can acknowledge that there's some things that you want to shift, but for anybody that's been in the business for, you know, 10 years or more, you you know, it's almost laughable Our, you know, your own experience 10 years ago and how little you knew and, and just where you are right now. And I think that goes the same with the, with your organization. If you can sort of say, you know, we're not, we're not great yet at, um, you know, welcoming new staff, but we're going to get better. And soon we're going to be new staff are going to just, they're just going to come to our program and it's, they're going to be felt so welcomed or, um, our, our campfires could be, you know, run a little tighter. It doesn't have to be the best, but you know, and just look at it as a, it, it doesn't have to all get resolved this season. Um, every year it's going to get better and, and you'll be, you know, be able to develop and sort of take a little bit of the pressure off of taking care of everybody and everything all in one, you know, two and a half month season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I thank you all for sharing all those great things. It's um, so kind of you to share your wisdom with the, the community of, of summer camp professionals. Um, if people have any questions, they can reach out to me directly um, at Camp Hacker on Twitter or Travis at camphacker.tv. Um, you'll hear everybody else say how you can get in touch with them at the end of the show. Um, but we, you know, we're interested in, in other things you do to make um, this job less of survival and more of thriving th- thrival um and uh you know we want to share this yeah, with the community awesome. as much as possible so um <clears throat> so thank you very much for that 
Uh, if you if you heard some great things, you know, we'd be so grateful. We we'll always appreciate the honest reviews that we get for the show. If you're listening on iOS now, you can go straight to the app where you're listening to this and leave us a review right there. Um, and uh, just let us know how you feel. It helps us get more more camp pros to listen to the show. So I'm really grateful for for those that have done that in the past. Now then, I think it's time for us to move on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. We want to just take a couple of quick minutes before the end of the show and share a tool that um, each one of us has, has brought to the table, which is brought one um, that helps us be a better camp director and uh, just to mix things up a little bit I am going to start off with mine Um, my tool is text expander it's from a a company called smile software and um, it has been Mac only we've mentioned it as a tool before but it's been Mac only up until right now Uh, so it's now available for Windows and um, just to give you a little idea and you're gonna if you if this isn't the way you think, you're going to think this sounds crazy until I tell you the final piece of this. So what I do is look for things that I type multiple times in a week. So if you can imagine how many times I type the word Travis or my email, Travis at camphacker.tv. Um, and if I can cut down on the number of actual physical things that I type, things that are repeated over and over again, then I can save myself some time. So um, if I type in the word marketing, course i type that in all the time Um, if i type in mmar text expander takes that and expands it into marketing so when i'm typing and writing stuff now i just type in training which is ttra and it expands that so it's half as many letters or a third of many letters is what i type there are big phrases that i use that expand into that expand to big phrases that are just a couple of letters um doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal but when i look back at my statistics so i committed to text expander i use it over and over again um and add new snippets all the time so each one of my emails is a is a four letter code that expands into this bigger email address um in the past six months text expander has saved me 20 hours of typing so it has saved me half a week's work and not in the you know, a typical work where, um, you know, you work two, two efficient hours in a day and the rest of it's filled with questions or phone calls or that. It's like that has saved me 20 hours of typing in the past six months. So I get a whole work week in a year back from investing in, type, in text expander. So um, it takes a little bit to get used to, but once you get yourself into the, the habit of creating snippets all the time and using those snippets over and over again, um, it's, uh, really changes a lot of things in my work life having text expander. So it's now available for windows. It's available on iOS and on OS X. Um, but now available for windows as effective starting last week or so. So text expander, we'll put the link in the show notes. So make sure you check the show notes, um, back for, um, for these tools and the notes that I've been taking, um, from our tips this week. Uh, Dan, what's your tip? What's your tip? Yeah, um, so my book is, um, or so my, my tip or tool for the week is uh, No Drama Discipline by uh, Daniel Siegel and uh, Dr. Tina Bryson. And so I was um, I was chatting with um, Dr. Bryson a few weeks ago, and uh, just I think sometimes when we're preparing for staff training, we take 
some basic things for granted, like staff um, understanding discipline policy. Right. And so I've just been leaping through this book. I just got it. I haven't read it completely, uh, but it seems like a very um, smart guide to discipline. And so we all know how in the camp field that we want this one to go, but I I like reading books about topics that I already know well, um, just to keep myself fresh and inspired, um, for lack of a better word. So this looked like a really great one to to read right before leaving staff training. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, no drama with this one. Perfect. That's great. Uh, for you, Joe, what's your tool? My tool of the week this week is uh, a new backpack. So rarely in my time as a camp director and an outdoor person, I normally buy a backpack and that backpack lives with me for 15, 20 years. I think the last uh, the the time the backpack I just replaced was easily 12, 13 years old. So I'm in North Carolina uh, with Ruby. So shout out to Ruby um, touring summer camps in North Carolina which I've had as a tool of the week in the past during summer camps. Um, and I was in an outdoor store because in Western North Carolina, you can literally spit and hit an outdoor store. <laughs> um, and I found a North Face cabin transit bag in the links in the show notes. It is, uh, and it's funny, I, I've read up on the link. I just saw it and I tried it and it fits everything perfect. It's just a little day pack, uh, about 25 liters. Um, what they don't market in the sales thing is it stands up on its own. Right. And and honestly, that is the thing that has gotten all of the attention when I take it places um, to with outdoor people, especially. They're like, what backpack is that? Like, literally, you set it down and the bottom is made so that it, it stands up. It doesn't slouch over. You don't need to find a wall to lean it against. It's It's got a nice laptop pocket in the back. It's got lots of storage got everything you need but it stands up on its own it is brilliant it's a um it's not inexpensive it's north face it's about 110 bucks us is what i paid for it and that's what it is online um and it is uh it's great my backpack does have some orange in it which makes sense to those people who know me but it's not fully orange Right. Um, although there are, I have, I do see ones that are fully orange online, and I'm inclined to buy a second one just so I can have two of them. <laughs> but uh, great backpack. Uh, that's my tool of the week. That's great, Joe. How close is it to um, to carry on luggage size? Um, it is smaller than carry on luggage, okay. so yep. I took it on. Uh, yeah, it it's smaller than carry on for cool. sure. Okay, that's great. Right on. Thank you. Um, all right. So, Gab, final tool of the week. Yeah. Um, so, my tool of the re- week is um, Camp Code uh, Training Tips document, which is – there's a link in the show notes as well for that. So, uh, Ruby, um, myself, and Beth did a session in um, Atlanta on uh, just a bunch of training tips for uh, – yeah, for st- – for directors and we compiled a little document and it is chocked full of videos that you can use. Um, there's even, um, a fully planned, um, staff training. There's a bunch of sessions that are developed. It's really cool. So, um, I just keep giving it out to people and feedback's great. But I think if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration or a ready to go session, it's, it's pretty, it's, uh, it has a lot of stuff in there. So there you go. Yes, and that session was the hit of national for sure. 
It was one yeah. one I heard most talked about, even when people didn't know who I was or how I was connected to Camp Code or its hosts. Um, yeah. So it's very it's a it's I use it. I, I that's a, that's why I'm that's why I'm putting it out there. I'm yeah. like I look at stuff that Ben and, and Ruby have come up with, and I'm I'm like they're geniuses. Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's a good it's a good little little document. Right on. Well, um, I want to thank everybody for uh, for watching this on YouTube or listening to this wherever you listen to major podcasts. Certainly, most of you will be on an app where you could leave us a review. Looking for honest reviews, not necessarily only good reviews. We want honest reviews. Um, I want to take a minute to thank Matt Hansberger, who is our editor and producer, um, for helping us out with this. Uh, and if you want to get show notes from this episode or see past episodes, uh, go to camphacker.tv slash podcast. And at this time of the year, I'd bring your attention to a couple of ones we've, we've alluded to in our discussion. There are a couple on, um, on being a camp director with a family or being a camp director with a significant other um, and how you manage that that I think would be, be totally worth checking out in the past episodes. But I thank you very much for joining us whether watching or listening. And uh, again, go to camphacker.tv slash podcast to find notes from these and the other shows. And I wanted to just say thank you for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.